Welcome to the Hannibal Files, a Strange Harbors podcast. This is a weekly discussion of Brian Fuller's serial killer drama, Hannibal, which is now streaming on Netflix. Tonight, I'm joined by... Amir Dure. And Derek Wong. Uh, so tonight, we will be discussing Hannibal's first season finale, titled Savaro, which is French for a savory dessert course. So I'm just going to come out and say, savory? Yes. Dessert? Not really. This is pretty much a, a full-ass meal, right? What a, what a hell of a way to end the first season. I don't know what a food analogy is, because it's definitely some gourmet cuisine uh, of the type that Hannibal himself cooks, but it's got the addictive quality of junk food where you just want more, even though you're full. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually felt compelled after watching this episode to tear through the rest to, uh, through the next season. So um, <laughs> that's how good uh, this episode and then uh, the next few are. So yeah, I'm yeah. excited to talk about it. Yeah. I think, I think the great thing about this episode is that everyone has his or her chance to shine, right? Like Jack, Beverly, the lab squints, Price and Zeller, Alana, and obviously Will and Hannibal, they all get a chance to react to like what's happening to Will, and like the episode is just full of great character moments. Mm-hmm. Derek, what did you think? I definitely want to echo those sentiments because one of the things I did enjoy most about this episode was that we we did get to kind of check in with all of our key players throughout this whole season. I guess except for Freddie Lowndes, we didn't see Freddie Lowndes in this episode. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, you're right. We got to see Price, Zeller, Katz, yeah. right? I, I think the the moment between Will and, and Beverly Katz is really nice, and and mm-hmm. yeah, very much so. But then you, you got to see a lot of emotion out of like Alana's character. Like I really felt for Alana's character this episode. So. I 100 percent agree. I think Carolyn Demernos crushed it here. Yeah, I think this was like the first episode where I was like, oh wow, they they're giving Alana a little meat, something to do, yeah, so something yeah, to absolutely. chew on, and like. I've always liked Carolyn Davernus on the show, but like, she's always been, I don't want to say like mishandled, but like, they, they never really found a place for her, but like, this was really good for her, and I think, um, it suited her character well. Yeah, you're absolutely sold on her grief and rage. Uh, yeah. when she, when she's yelling at Jack that he's, uh, oh, yeah, for the sure. line, mm-hmm. when she has the that quiet like, yelling in the, the car. Yeah, the silent tantrum in the car. Yeah. When her eyes are like just just huge eyes, and they're just welled up with tears, uh, yeah. When she's talking to Jack, she's just she's she's excellent throughout the whole episode. Her empathy and sadness for Will, and like her like I don't know frantic desire to like find a cure or or, or find something, some way to fix him. Yeah, it's just the whole thing. She's excellent. We analyzed the tissue. It matched Abigail Hobbs. It was her ear, her blood under Will's fingernails. Scratches on his arms are all defensive wounds. Like she fought back. Shut up. I'd stop talking. He won't get too close. You said you would cover him. You could see he was breaking. Yes, I could. And I kept pushing him because he was saving lives, Alana. Not Abigail Hobbs's life. You look me in the face and tell me that you couldn't see that he was breaking? Of course I could see it. I told you not to put him out there! Every decision I made concerning Will's mental health, I made under advisement of a respected psychiatrist who you recommended. Hannibal had to know. He had to see something was wrong. Well, not until it was too late. Yeah, you know what? It actually, like, it makes all her appearances beforehand better, too, because there is that through line, right? Because she's always been telling Jack, like, 
you should not be doing this to Will. It's not good for him. Like she, she says this every like couple episodes, right? And mm-hmm. I, think I think it's what she started with in episode one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a very f- famous kind of line that's taken straight from the book when she says, you know, I don't want him to get too close, right? And she mm-hmm. repeats it. In right, this, right, right. That's the first thing yeah. she kind of repeats to Jack when she finds out, you know, what happens to Will or what what's become of Will is that I told you. I didn't want him to get too close. Yeah, you, you said you wouldn't want yeah. him too close. Yeah, yeah. So, so I guess just to recap from the end of uh, last week, Hannibal has pretty much framed Will for the murder of Abigail Hobbs, right? Will absconded with Abigail to the cabin uh, in the episode before, and he had another mental break. Okay, so my question is, something about the beginning of this episode doesn't quite track he has an episode at the cabin and he loses time and he's back on the plane and he doesn't remember anything. So does it happen again when he goes to bed? He sleepwalks. Is that what happens? Cause his feet are covered in mud, right? Mm-hmm. When he wakes up. So it's not the same episode, right? Cause no, I think, you right? Yeah. I think you're right. I guess double whammy. That kind of sucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cause he has that hallucination in the, or, or the dream, or, or nightmare. nightmare. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to yeah. open the yeah. episode, yeah. Or you can interpret it as that him having another episode or something, right? And Or like sleepwalking, how, right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, and wow, this opening scene is insane, because he wakes up like he usually does in that cold sweat, and he, he runs to the sink, and, and he vomits. But he vomits up a human ear, which is fucking gross. Yeah, it's absolutely nuts. Yes. Yeah. Um, and they it's do such a, a good job of yeah. selling you on how utterly sick this guy is with the sound and the vibrating camera and the dissonant notes. And like they, they, they make him seem super duper ill. Yeah, yeah. And he's been and, popping pills because there's so many pills that he throws out too, right? Yeah. The mm-hmm, yeah. You see? Mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, ironically, the first thing he does is call Hannibal. Right? Of course. Of course. <laughs> right, yeah. He's reaching uh, out for that mental stability, right? Isn't, yeah, yeah. Say that's what he was supposed to be to Will. So, yeah, yeah Will, Will reaches out for that... Uh, Stability. And when Hannibal shows up, he's like, oh, we gotta call Jack, you know? Um, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. He does such a good job yeah. of being a uh, two-faced snake, and you never really know what he's thinking. Or... He's almost saying all the right things, but in the situation, he, he knows how to manipulate it so that it's it's right for him. Yeah, and, he, and, he, mm-hmm. and, he, and he comes out and lies, but he always manages to cover his tracks. Like, yeah. later in the episode, he lies about, you know, the, the clocks that Will was drawing. But he, mm-hmm. you know, photocopy. I mean, he even has own, yeah, his own little image yeah, that he created. exactly. So he does a very good job of faking and hiding and sneaking and stuff. So I I wanted to talk about, I know really early in in the episode, he hallucinates and throughout the episode, he hallucinates and sees this man stag. Is this, I can't remember. Is this the first time we've seen this or? I think this is the first appearance of the man stag. I'm calling it the man stag. I don't know what you want to call it. (laughs) The stag Um, man. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think you want to call it blackface furry Hannibal. <laughs> uh, let's let's not get into that conversation. <laughs> this is the first instance I can remember of seeing that image. So it's it's interesting that it's it's more from just seeing the you know the stag to now seeing this more personified version of it. Right, like it's taken almost a human form. I mm-hmm. love that thing. Yeah, but I don't know if it's the same thing as the stag. I always interpreted it was I don't think like it he's. Is. Especially when we see it in the uh, what was the episode with the last episode we saw with um, Abel Gideon, right? Like he's following the stag, right? It's something that's guiding him and, and influencing him, and then it represents 
I think who he sees as Garrett Jacob Hobbs' copycat. So mm. I, I always thought it was like it's becoming more and more clear that it's a person that he can recognize, right? I don't know. That's how I kind of interpret it. I think that's a pretty spot on interpretation, right? Like um, before it was like an animal form. So it's mm-hmm. like, I guess you want to say it's like the manifestation of a copycat killer. And like the closer he's getting to the truth, the more human form it, looks it takes. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. So yeah. it looks more and more like Hannibal or whatever. Yeah. yeah I, well, because I, right, right at the end, he sees, I mean, we're skipping all the way to the end of the episode, but if we're just talking about this representation of the man stag, like, doesn't he, isn't there the scene where he sees Jack and then where Hannibal should be standing is that, that figure? Yeah. Right? So it's like absolutely. absolutely clear by the end of the episode to you and to Will that this copycat uh, killer is Hannibal. All right. Yeah. 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 So I, I really love that kind of, I, I guess, morphing of that figure uh, in, in this episode. In this final episode of the season, the stag is becoming. Yes, it's transforming. Oh, he gets he gets processed, right? He gets brought into the FBI, and what a great scene, by the way. Yes. That was a great scene. Yeah, where they're like just processing him, like Beverly is like digging under his fingernails, and I love that she's like, "This is your job. You you tell me what it looks like." Right. right? Yeah. And it's just, uh it, it's you heartbreaking. Interpret, yeah, you interpret. It's heartbreaking. They're they're all friends, right? And Beverly's yeah. like, I like, well, I can't pretend to not see what I'm seeing here, right? I'm mm-hmm. like, I need an explanation or something. And, and Will's like, I don't have one, you know? Right, um, for good reason. Like, cause he doesn't know what's been going on. He's been zonked out of his mind uh, with these episodes and uh, stress and yeah, and his encephalitis or whatever. Yeah, and then we get that great scene with Alana and Will in the interrogation room. Will told her that she dodged a bullet uh, <laughs> yeah. by not, right. not being with him, but... Um, but, Which is excellent there too. She goes, no. Yeah, I feel, yeah. I feel, yeah, I feel she, wounded. Yeah. She says, yeah. But then this um, this is the the scene where we first kind of get the maybe the crack in Hannibal's story, right? Like, you know, Will mentions like, oh, are you going to make me draw a clock? And then it kind of triggers something in Alana, right? It's like, wait, did Hannibal have you draw a clock? Mm-hmm. Then she has him actually draw a clock, and then now the truth is out, right? Like Hannibal supposedly can't hide this anymore, but. You know, he covers his, like we said, he covers his tracks later, but now it's very clear that to Alana, there is something wrong with Will, mm-hmm. not just, I guess, psychotically, but there is like a physical element, right? Something is causing this in his brain. Uh, they did in, in, when they first originally did the, the clock thing. And I love that they, they do it really quickly here, right? He's drawing it and it looks perfectly fine. But the second she, he flips it over to Alana, it it's all is, messed up again. It's all messed up again. I just love that representation of what he sees versus what everybody else sees. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's one of those things that's so cool that I try not to let it bug me. Mm. <laughs> yes, yeah, so if you remember from last week episode with, with the mirror's uh, annoyance at some of the, the medical science, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and all this is before like the big hammer drops in this episode, right? Because next we found out that Price and Zeller, they, uh, they, they're going through Will's house. And all the fly fishing bait inside Will's house contains traces of, like, the copycat's victims, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it appears like Will actually is a serial killer um, yeah. who's, like, taking souvenirs from all the bodies. And yeah. this goes back to, if you guys paid close attention, when Hannibal was watching Will's dogs, he came into the house and he was mm-hmm. fussing around messing with his fishing Ooh, lures, yes. right? Yeah. Yes. So you're like, what is he doing? So like, this was yes, what a great payoff, right? It's yeah, like a, it was a great yeah. payoff. Eight or nine episode payoff or something. Yeah. That was really early in the season. 
Yeah. Yeah. So like, what, what yeah. is he doing? But like now it's clear. Like I mentioned and I don't remember what episode we talked about it, but I was like, Oh, I, I don't, I didn't even remember that scene when I originally watched the series. Mm-hmm. Then oh, when I, I rewatched see. it, I mentioned, you know, I mentioned on the podcast, like, it right. pay, yeah. pay attention to this because it does come back later. Because That's I mean, right. from firsthand experience, I didn't actually remember that that actually happened. So it was right. nice to rewatch it, but like, oh, like Hannibal, I, I, like Hannibal is the one who fucked with his lures, and I mean, it's it's implied that Hannibal, of course, is the one who did it. But then uh, I, I didn't, you know, quite remember that scene. But after a rewatch, I did. Yeah. So I I did remember the scene, but I didn't remember you reminding me. I think it was important. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. The the four victims they say that are have traces in all his lairs are Cassie Boyle, Marissa Scherer, Doctor Sutcliffe, and Georgia Matchin. So that means Hannibal mm-hmm. has been having to come back, sneak in, and create that's right at different times. Right, right. Yeah, at different times. Yeah. yeah. Good point. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not not just a one time. Yeah, and and speaking of Hannibal, um, he's in Doctor Dumouriez's office, right, and and like. His little act that he puts on, like, mourning Abigail's death. And he's, like, crying. Um, he's like, crying. he's shedding tears. Oh, man. So scummy. So scummy. He's pretty, he's pretty convincing. Because Very I feel convincing. Like, I feel like at this point in the show, I still don't know what Hannibal, like, how much of Hannibal is human and how much is just pure sociopath. Like, does mm-hmm. he truly, in his own weird sociopath way, have affection for other human beings? Or is he, like, like he clearly does. Like, there's some gradation of... Like, uh, of like affection with him. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, do you, do you, you believe know. it when he actually tells her like, "Oh, I, I, I see the appeal of having a daughter, right?" Because right, and I you know, like, did do, Abigail? Like, like, yeah. Because I, I think he does because he just likes manipulating and ins- inserting his influence into people. Mm-hmm. And, and so I do think there's some element of a genuine joy there and genuine paternal instinct, but, um. It's just, he's just, he's very hard to pin down. Like, you know, he, he does just the most horrific things to the people he quote unquote considers friends. Uh, so, although I guess he never really uses that word, but I mean, it's so clear, right? So, I don't know. I think, it, I, I think even now it's still a little bit hard for me to say. I have Hannibal, Hannibal pinned down. I think Hannibal, he was forced into a corner with Abigail. I feel like he does have some sort of paternal regard and feelings for Abigail, um, as like a surrogate father. But like once yeah, everyone started to stand in the way of yeah yeah I think once everyone started suspecting that Abigail was complicit in her father's murders and that the FBI was going to come for her and question her and then she already knows too much about him yes exactly it's forcing his hand you know and and I think when he says like I'm sorry I couldn't protect you in this in this life like he actually means Does it. mean it so, yeah. yeah 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 um. I think the other thing that's interesting about the fishing lures is going back is it also sets up how far in the past he was setting up Will to take the fall for this. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I never saw this coming. Like I didn't realize that Hannibal's plan was to make Will the fall guy. And mm-hmm. I was like, I mean, I was like mind blown, right? Because I thought the whole idea was like to turn Will into a serial killer. Uh, yeah. Like I thought he wanted yeah. him to be like himself. He was trying to create a mirror image of be so, like, make him a friend. Garrett. Yeah, make a friend out of him. Right. Kill Garrett Jacob Hobbs, kill uh, uh, Abel Gideon, um, and just get him and prod him to kill and kill and kill and kill. And and then, you know, I don't know, unwind his mind with these psychiatric interventions. Of like, oh, so, you know, you see how fun murder is. It's really well, good. I mean, and like, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't discount that theory just... Right, yeah, 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 right. yeah. Uh, but, uh, For sure. But if that turns out to be true, I did see that coming, but I never saw the... <laughs> 
I never, I never saw the um, setting up Will to take the fall thing coming. That just blew my mind completely. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that that Will was was going to be the fall guy there. So, in some regards, Hannibal made a mistake with this fishing lure thing, right? Because with the fishing lures, Will knows a hundred percent that he's being set up. Yeah, right. That's because, what he figures it yeah. out. Yeah. Because before yeah. then, he, he he's like, that. yeah. Before then, he's like, oh, I'm. I'm going nuts. Like I could actually be killing these people, but now right. with this new evidence, um, so he, I think he would have believed. I think he even says he's like, I would have believed Abigail. Right, um, right, exactly, exactly. Because yeah. I was going so nuts. But like, I know that I wasn't sick when I was when these other people died. I know it. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so that was also a big hint to him that this was all a setup. Yeah, the first half of the episode, he you definitely see it in his in Hugh Dancy's performance that. He doesn't even know if he actually did this or not, right? He still thinks that maybe it could be possible, even though he keeps telling himself, like, no, I'm pretty sure I'm I'm sane enough. I, I know I didn't do these. I can't remember doing these things. But then with Hannibal's influence, it does seem like he's starting to think maybe he could have, right? He fears that he mm-hmm. could have. Right, But it's right. the second that he learns about that what was used in some of the lures was, like, Cassie Boyle's DNA and Marissa Schur's DNA. Like, that's the point where he realizes, okay, well, I wasn't sick during that time, so... Someone's fucking with me. So, yeah, yeah, someone is setting me up now. Like, yeah. now he knows somebody's setting him yeah, up. Yeah, so, like, what what does he say during the interrogation? Like, whoever the copycat, whatever he's doing to him, he's like, wind him up and watch him go, right? That's that's mm-hmm. what he says, right? Um, and he points out that, you know, the this person, you know, the, the list of suspects is incredibly short, because it's got to be someone who has intimate knowledge of all these cases, access to yeah, all the sites. Yeah, exactly, right? exactly. There's like three or four people it could be, right? And he even accuses and, Jack, right? Yeah, he does. He mm-hmm. does kind of uh, accuse Jack a little bit. But it's like, yeah, there, there, there's only so many people can be. And like, I guess, you know, the copycat killer um, uh, has like a profile of, and, and we'll see this more later, is that like, you know, the profile is that of a very intelligent psychopath with no discernible motive for killing. Um, right. That, that that same kind of person that Will described earlier in the season as the copycat. In the but, pilot, in the first episode. Right. But <laughs> yeah. ironically, you know, it doesn't only describe Hannibal, the actual copycat killer, it describes himself. Right, right. This is the point where Will gets taken into custody, right? And we get that really cool callback to when, I guess, he was in the mind of Abel Gideon, right? Because mm-hmm. isn't it wasn't it Abel right. Gideon also yeah, escaped yeah. the truck by breaking his thumb, right. getting his hand out of the handcuff, and then attacking the guard? So I thought that was a really cool callback to it, just like a couple episodes ago. Yeah, yeah, it's a callback to that, and of course through that a callback to Silence of the Lambs, where where Hannibal does that, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. again is one of those logic things you just have to let go. Like, is Hannibal really like like surprising and killing all these people? Like, it's just it's a little it's a little like stalking his victims. I get, but the whole breaking out of prison and breaking out of ambulances and breaking out of things multiple times. It's just a little, eh, whatever. I feel like that's um, a trope, right? Where yeah, someone yeah, yeah, who's, who's very... innocent, um, but they've been arrested, they're like, I have to escape and prove my own innocence or whatever. Yeah, right, for sure. Yeah. Um, so do you think he's better off having freed himself and broken <laughs> out? Or do you think he's better off in custody and proving his innocence that way? Publicly, I think it's better off that he would have stayed in, in custody, custody and tried to figure out another way. But who's to say if he would have figured it out if he'd not gone with Hannibal to Abigail's house, right? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. he, I think he, I think that was necessary for the epiphany to happen. He needed to be yeah. in the right place. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it is better and worse in, in, in a sense. 
Yeah. That's a, that's a good question. <laughs> when this happens in movies, like, really? You shouldn't run. You look guilty then, right? Like, you yeah, look even more yeah. guilty. So it's like, yeah. And then next we get that really uh, great scene with Hannibal, Alana, and Jack. And mm-hmm. this is where Hannibal pulls his, like, two dick moves, like, really dick moves of the, the episode. One we, we talked about earlier where he covers his own tracks by having a drawing already, right? That's signed by Will. And it, it's a clock that looks normal. completely normal. Mm-hmm. And then he also sells Jack the story that, like, uh, if you remember from the first episode, when right, Hannibal right. calls calls Garrett Jacob Hobbs, you know, he basically reverses the story and tells Jack, like, oh, I was loading the car and Will was alone in the office by himself. Right. So he's basically selling out Will that way, too. So he's really manipulating the truth to his own advantage. And Hannibal, he just plays it off as like, well, now that you mention it, I was in yeah. the car and he was in the office. Oh. <laughs> He's he's so good at it too (laughs) yeah he's really really good yeah he has such like a veneer of like trustworthiness um so kind of i don't know he's always creeped me out yeah yeah, the entirety of this season he's always creeped me out and maybe it's just the audience bias of knowing who he is but he's never seemed warm even when he's being like charming and like mm-hmm. urbane and sophisticated mm. he's always seemed a bit chilly and remote and untrustworthy to me i've always been just like so wait is this guy like a good psychiatrist he seems kind of fucked up like is he a good <laughs> friend he seems kind of fucked up like i guess he does do these little things where he, he he does show warmth and kindness to people but it's it's interesting because brian fuller in an interview he said that he wanted hannibal to be like what if fraser crane was a serial killer or something <laughs> like like That's you really would fun. never suspect Fraser Crane to I'm be sure a serial you. killer. Like he's he's like an uppity, pretentious dick, but you would never suspect him of like kill. Like I don't know if that's actually true from the audience perspective, at least. Like I I can't really tell from like the perspective of like the FBI or like people on the characters on the show from what they see from Hannibal. But like 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 what you said, Amir. Like he's always been. A little bit removed, a little bit chilly, not particularly warm, right? And yeah, yeah. Frazier's um, not sinister at all, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Watched yeah. that much of that show, but he's not a he's not a cold guy, right? He's, yeah, he's, he's you know he's a, he's a stuck up twad, but there's some warmth and humanity to him that yeah. Hannibal does not have. Hannibal is yeah. very there's like, definitely an air of sinister. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I guess he does do all these little things. Like, doesn't he have the beer for Alana? Like that special beer. Yeah, yeah. And, like he's always cooking for people, and like he's got these dry little jokes. So I guess he's just like, yeah, you're right. He's a- he brings a dinner to Bedelia this episode, right? And it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's nicely presented in that like glass display. I was like, geez, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'd be I so afraid of dropping that. <laughs> a little bit of cooked food goes a long way, right? Yeah, it does <laughs> for sure. Sure. But okay, if we were going to uh, bet a million dollars where Will goes after he escapes capture, um, I, I'm guessing most people would figure he's going to go to Hannibal. And of course, he does go to Hannibal mm-hmm. of all people because, you know, Hannibal finds Will just like hiding out in his office. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just th- this kind of like dependent relationship is just especially this episode when the first thing will does when he throws up abigail's ears call hannibal and then the first place he goes after he escapes captures hannibal's this uh dependent relationship is very unhealthy well i mean and hannibal's fostered that intentionally so i mean you're right you're dead on but that's not a mistake right that's an intentional thing yeah yeah you know hannibal's taken this 
Uh, I mean, I think you could say Will's probably like a lonely or, or solitary kind of guy. Doesn't seem to have that many family bonds, close friends. He's not really dating, right? Like he's, he's, he's this lonely kind of solo guy who's, who's also isolated because of his intelligence and his condition. Mm-hmm. Um, and he sees a, a kind of a peer or something in him. And, uh, he tries to remove all other sources of support, like, you know, uh, Jack and Delana. Uh, so they further manipulate him to his own ends, including making him a scapegoat. Yeah. And he probably feels as, as though Hannibal is the only other mind also that probably can think like he does and, and help him figure he's out. He's also his yeah. doctor, right? Yeah, like, yeah. So like, I mean, kind of. I guess technically he's not officially a psychiatrist, uh, but he's kind of treating him in a sort of a patient-y way. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, he's, there's also dependence there, kind of a power imbalance of dependence there. Not to mention what Hannibal's been doing to foster this dependence as well. Uh, not just not just emotionally, but he's insinuated himself as like Will's stability. Like like last yeah. week, he said yeah. like I will be your stability, right? And, yeah. And he's clearly like wormed his way into that position, and it's it's intentional, right? So this might be my favorite scene of the the episode, just because I love when they get into like this session, right? Will sits across from Hannibal. Mm-hmm. And they, they start talking about some of these murders, right? The Cassie Boyle murder and the Marissa Sure murder. And I love that visual they use, right? They they have, you know, Cassie Boyle kind of like laid out on the uh the stag uh, antlers and she's like all black and it looks like almost like a like a sculpture piece in the middle of Hannibal's office, right? Like right, it's right. It, it's like art that it's being displayed. And it's just so appropriate, right? Because he's the one who actually did all these murders. So it's almost like these like wonderful art trophy pieces that are being displayed in his office without Will knowing, but only really the audience realizing what's going on in this moment. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I really, really love the visuals of this, yeah, this particular this great scene. visuals. Yeah. Yeah. So Will, Will takes Hannibal back to Minnesota, right? Mm-hmm. To piece together who's, who's been framing him, right? Mm-hmm. And they make it back into Garrett Jacob Hobbs' home. And Will has this little revelation, right? Like, yep. <laughs> it's like, oh, wait, everyone thinks I did this? Who was next to me this entire time? Hannibal, right? Um, well, yeah. I mean, it flashes back to that scene, right, where Abigail, very, I don't know, episode three or four, was like, you play my dad, you play my mom. Exactly. And you, and yeah, you play yeah. the, the guy on the, on the phone. phone. Yes. Yeah. yeah so it, it's like, Will just has this kind of like, Amir says earlier, epiphany, right? About mm-hmm. Hannibal. Um, and it's interesting how they play this scene because everything that Will says is obviously 100% right, but he plays it like the way the performance is, is like he's having like a paranoid delusion, right? And, mm-hmm. and I think that's really interesting. It's like a, a really interesting dichotomy of like uh, reality versus fiction, I guess. It's it's really interesting. And, uh, and Hugh Dancy, he's always great in this role i also really like the the framing of the shot right because it isn't it where will is standing is pretty much exactly where garrett jacob hobbs is standing right exactly mm-hmm. yeah, and then yeah, he yeah. gets shot and he falls down he's right in the same corner and he's, he says the same line right like see yeah. you see yeah, yeah i really really commend the production on on the framing of the scene the parallel right yeah it's, it's nice um, so we talked about him being shot who shoots uh poor will here jack jack <laughs> well, it's because Will tries to shoot Hannibal, right? Will's right, so about yeah. to, to kill Hannibal, and Jack reacts and gets his shot off first. 
mm-hmm. which is nice because you know we see Jack's right hand in the frame. You don't really expect it all of a sudden to come from his left hand, and he shoots well, right? Mm-hmm. So it's 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 nice. It's a little bit of a surprise in that scene. Yeah, it's not not at all how I expected this to go. I just did not see this coming. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. At yeah. least Jack Jack is more accurate and doesn't have to riddle uh, <laughs> riddle Will with ten shots to take right. him down. I know yeah, exactly, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, and this this episode ends with like this beautiful reversal, right? Mm-hmm. Of, mm-hmm. of yes. like this entire IP, this entire intellectual property of Hannibal Lecter, right? It's it's flipped on its head, right? Because Will is the one in prison, and Hannibal's the one who's meeting him, and Will is the one being treated like a serial killer, right? Maximum mm-hmm. security, padded cell. Uh, well, he's just behind bars, not in padded cell, but like you know what I mean, right? Yeah. Um, and it's the opposite of what you'd expect, right? And and it's yeah, it's fantastic. And that shot of Hannibal in the end when he's like walking through the doorway to see Will, he's like stepping out of the darkness. I'm like, you see like all the angles on his face. It's that's a great shot, too. Yeah, right? it really is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah a lot of great visuals, a lot of great shots in this episode. Yeah. 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 And, and like, I mean, this obviously deviates from the novels and the books, but probably not as much as you would think, right? Because, because like Will's backstory is that. He was institutionalized. Yes, he like, was. He saw so many things that fucked him up that he had to be institutionalized, right? And I mean, this is just a play on on that, right? Where mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he's being framed for these these killings and like the psychological toll that this frame job is doing on him, right? And really, the only thing that Brian Fuller and the writing team have changed is that he knows Hannibal before. Uh, being institutionalized instead of like yeah. after, right? So yeah, um, that's just like the one little wrinkle that that they throw in there, and and it's interesting. I, it's it's a it's an interesting liberty that they play with the uh, source material. And I was gonna say, I mean, it looks like that kind of concludes this episode. But I'd like to continue this conversation a little bit longer and just talk about the season as a whole. Mm-hmm. To talk about does it all kind of mesh together? Did you? like this season overall or just wherever our kind of conversation takes us i think i think the show gets better and better as it goes along Mm -hmm. um i think the first season it spent a little time trying to find its uh footing i don't think any episode was like an outright a dud some of them the killer of the week stuff it was a little more forgettable than others but Mm -hmm. um but i think the more that the show focuses on its characters its main characters like 
Will Hannibal, Jack Alana, you know, like that's where the meat of the show is, right? And the less it focuses on more disposable stuff, the better it is. But even with the disposable stuff, you have some gorgeous imagery, right? Like yeah. all the tableaus. It's it's Yeah, the, the it's killers great. of the week do do provide these really uh really gruesome, horrific shots. So, you know, yeah. um props to them for that. But otherwise I agree with you, the killers of the week are largely forgettable and I don't think we're gonna yeah. miss them going forwards. Yeah. Um and, and but like even then it's they're I, I still think some of those are like better than a lot of the stuff you see on TV normally, right? So I don't I don't mind. Abel Gideon is technically a killer of the week, right? In a sense. And and he comes he, back though, right? He like, does come back, does, but like when you first even the if you just think about the first episode that you got with him. His first ep, yeah. I mean it was a that great was a episode. Great episode. That was yeah, a great it episode. is. It is definitely one of the highlights of the season and he's technically great because you're, yeah. In that episode, you're tying in Chilton and you're tying mm-hmm. in Hannibal because there's the Chesapeake Ripper thing. So it, he's a better yeah. killer of the week, quote unquote, because he's more tightly tied to the spine of the show. Right, right, right. Yeah. Miriam Lass, you know? So, right. yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I mean, that, that Miriam Lass episode is, is probably, yeah, my favorite episode of the season, probably the highlight of this season. Yeah. Even though I think, I think this finale is actually a pretty good finale. You know, when it comes it's to season finales. Finale. Yeah, yeah, very good finale. Might, the, the finale might be, for me, the best one, I think. Yeah. Um, it's just really so propulsive, right? Like, you've gone so far in the last two episodes um, and revealed Hannibal's uh, sort of sinister plot to frame well, and I at least never saw it coming. So I was just totally hooked, totally hooked at this point. And they're like, oh, shit, I really need to know. Yeah, no. Gotta know what happens. (laughs) Well, because it's such a paradigm shift now, right? Yeah. Okay, like, Will is now in prison for being a serial killer. He's been framed by Hannibal. Where does the show even go from here? Like, how Mm. do you even establish a new status quo? What are they going to do? Yeah. it, everything's completely thrown out of whack. So I'm so I was I was just I had to know what happened. So I did go on and watch uh, yeah. season two. This finale, what it does really well is that it it, it ends the season and really uh, gives us closure, but then really propels us into like Amir saying, really wanting more and wanting the second season and seeing where it goes. I think too many other shows, the season finale is a little bit of a dud because it doesn't leave us satisfied, uh, but it also mm-hmm. doesn't compel us to want to see what's next. And I think that's the the real strength of this finale is that it gives us both in two you know very satisfying ways. Yeah, I think the big mistake a lot of cliffhangers make is like it's just like such a sharp severance rather than a natural conclusion to the story that you've been telling across like whatever, however many episodes that your your seasons are, right? Like 13, 24, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and like this, like you said, Derek, it like, it's like a natural terminus for this season, but it's also like you have to know what happens, right? Because right? it like mm-hmm. upends the status quo. Like you don't know how, how the show is going to progress. Um, but at the same time, it wraps up like big picture story that they're telling across this first season, right? So um, I think perfectly executed. Yeah. Yeah. So two points in defense of other shows, or maybe in praise of Hannibal, because I don't know that they knew this at the time, but, you know, a lot of shows are trying to make their season finale possibly a series finale, you know, because they don't know. That's true, because they don't know, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So this show was picked up again halfway through the season? I believe so. So they knew that they were going to... halfway through the season airing, so... Yeah. Halfway through the season airing, so when they shot it, they didn't know, right? Yeah. Well... 
I I feel like I feel like halfway through the season airing, they were probably working on like the last two episodes. If, yeah. If my knowledge of like TV production is accurate, so th- I think they have time, but they don't have that much time to yeah. crap. Yeah. So you're right, Amir. I think I think yeah. I think there's a lot of uh, necessity these days to treat every finale like a series finale, just in case you're because you're you axed. Know, yeah. Never really know. Yeah. 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 Um, so I I want to ask you guys something like. An observation I made was that, and like to the credit of the show, is that Hannibal is clearly running circles around like the FBI, but never at any point I felt like these cops were like complete idiots. Like they were completely incompetent. Um, I think maybe here or there a little bit, but I never thought like, it's like, wow, these cops are idiots. If they were just a little smarter, they'd catch Hannibal, right? I never thought that. So I thought that was pretty good it's like a nice tightrope to walk on and i think i think it pulls it off pretty well what what did you guys think did you guys think the the the, only one i think is a little bit of an idiot is zeller (laughs) zeller he's never done anything (laughs) he was the one who like sold the story to freddie lounge freddie lounge and he's always like no it's the chesapeake river and will's like no it's not just listen to me and will's (laughs) always the one who's right like zeller's like always like wanting to credit it to like something else or he thinks he knows the answer but he's always being told off by will that it's not so like he's the only one he's the only one i think is a little little stupid fair (laughs) because that's a little unfair because i feel like i would be on zeller's side too because yeah, little, little leaps of logic are insane. You can't yeah. ever follow his uh, <laughs> his train of thought, right? And yes, even yeah, though yeah, he yeah, usually yeah. turns out to be right. Yeah, um, I, I see what you say. Like, it, <laughs> like Zeller comes to the conclusion, and any to anybody else, it, it seems logical and it seems correct. But it, for some reason, the show always kind of pits them as like Zeller's the one who's wrong, and then Will is the Will is the yeah, one who's right. I know what you mean. I know. What yeah, you mean. yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, maybe he's not an idiot, but it always just seems to that contention always seems to fall on Will's favor. Mm. <laughs> oh, I think I think you'd see that in the organ harvester episode, right? Because Zeller's yes, Zeller, that, especially that. Because yeah. <laughs> Zeller's like, like copycat. This isn't the copycat. Get the fuck yeah. out of here, or whatever. And, and then it is. Yeah, it's straight you know, up. Of course, Will is right, but yeah, um, that is funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, it'd be definitely frustrating to work with someone like Will, who just has these insane leaps of logic and yet always turns out to be right. Like, that would yeah. be very mm-hmm. frustrating. Have that yeah. as your colleague. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, to answer the question, um, I don't think they're all super dumb. I think you have to accept as a conceit of the show that Hannibal is just a super genius who's able to do all these things that you wouldn't right. do in real life. Like, he's able to kill in plastic suits without leaving a shred of evidence. And, like, he's able to, like, break into places without leaving evidence and like, like he's able to just like, this is just something you have to accept as part of his character. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like, I guess once you do, it falls, it stands to reason that no one's going to be as good as him um, until they are. And I yeah. guess yeah. that's what, that, and I guess that's what you're watching the show for the, the point at which they do finally catch him. Um, but yeah, you don't feel like they're dumb or anything. Although I guess it's kind of like, all right, you're supposed to be the experts and, the, the the very like apotheosis of what you're supposed to be against is hiding in your midst. It's a pretty mm-hmm. it's pretty bad. But mm-hmm. I guess it's a little bit like spycraft though, right? Like it's yeah. always double agents and stuff like that, right? So like and they get into really high positions a lot of the time. So like it, I guess, you know, 
the sort of equivalent happens in real life. Mm-hmm. Someone who's working resolutely against the uh, goals of the organization for which they're purporting to work. You know, it is. I mean, that, that that's kind of the equivalent. Hannibal's sort of a double agent. Working yeah. For nation, nation of serial killers. <laughs> yeah. I think in passing, you pretty much accept that they're being, yeah. like, outsmarted. You don't think they're, like, super yeah, yeah, dumb. They're, they're but if like, you, like, dig answer. deep, I'm like, well, if they just did this, they would have been on the right track or whatever, you know? But, yeah. I, but no, it's I also, it's mean. a show, right? I mean, like, Hannibal's... Yeah. He's both the antagonist and almost kind of like a protagonist of the show, right? I mean, he's really sure. the lead. The show's sure. named after him. Yeah, so, so it's, it is, it, it is, yeah. So it's like, yeah, you, you kind of have to excuse them, you know, they're not supposed to catch him until they're supposed to catch him, right? Yeah. But I will say that this question's also brought up another issue we've talked about. And it's it, this character isn't stupid. I, I still think about the way Jack treats his situation with Will, right? Like, even mm-hmm. this episode, the season finale, he doesn't really admit that it was his fault. Like, Alana's like, well, why did you let him out in the field? And why did you keep letting him out in the field? And he, like, diverts and says, like, well, I had the opinion of Hannibal, right? Hannibal let me know that it was okay. So it's like, at some point, like, you know, I've brought this up before. Like, maybe, you know, I can't rely on the quote-unquote experts around me. Like, I have to pull the trigger too, right? I have to be responsible for, for ending this kind of destructive nature that I see Will is getting in. The buck stops here, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, Jack had, definitely has this tendency to use people to further his his goals, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like Miriam Lass, right? He uses these people and gives them enough rope to sort of hang themselves. Um, and uh, yeah, I agree with you. He's kind of not taking full responsibility here. Um, the other thing, though, is that Jack is characterized less as a brilliant like expert on human behavior and more of like He's more of a typical, like, police chief boss who, like, just yeah. gets the job done or whatever, right? Bureaucrat. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, kind of bureaucrat. Not bureaucrat, but, like, <laughs> like, his characterization in Silence is, like, this is, like, a super well-respected super genius who, like... Yeah. Is He's the guru, right? He's the guru, yeah. right, exactly. But, like, you don't get so much of the guru from Lawrence Fishburne. No, I don't. Always, like, I don't. That's don't. a good point. Always, That's a good point. He's always asking other people for the answers, like... Oh, Hannibal, what do you think? Will, what do you think? All right, yeah, Hannibal, it's really, really yeah. leaning on both of Yeah, who will and Hannibal. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't ever, like, oh, make a brilliant, like, leap of, leap of deduction or whatever. Like, he's not he's not much of a detective himself, much of an expert on human behavior. He's always kind of deferring to the experts. Yeah. Which, um, is a good quality in a leader, and I wish we had more of in the real world, cough, cough. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think that it does rob the character of that aspect of being the guru. Mm-hmm. And it's just sort mm-hmm. of more like a bit player, which is like, I guess it's just like one of those things where there's always a bigger fish. And so like, you know, as good as Jack Crawford is, he's got two really big fish in the pond. With right, right, right. Um, also, there are a lot of other factors in play too, right? Like Jack's pushing Will because like they're saving lives and like, He's like, well, there's no way that he would foresee that this would push Will to become a serial killer. And even then, he's not even, that's not right either, because Will isn't a serial killer, right? Because yeah. Hannibal's the one who's, who's doing this frame job on him, right? So there's right. so many different wrong. things. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, but it's nice to have like someone like Alana call him out on, on his bullshit, right? And, and, yeah, and I, and I definitely thought that though thrust of the season was going to be that Will breaks from the like emotional trauma yeah, yeah, yeah. of this. Uh, was there anything else you guys wanted to mention about the season? 
No, and not really. I mean, it was a great season, great finale. I'm just really excited to dive into season two. Um, well, if uh, no one has anything else, I think that will conclude this week's episode. I know Jeff said he's really excited to get into season two, and I think we all are. But we're actually next week. We're going to take a little bit of a break from Hannibal, and we're gonna. You know, we've been at this for a couple of weeks, so we'd like to catch up on some of the things that we've been watching besides Hannibal. So we'll we'll talk about some of the movies and TV shows that we've been watching and catching up on during this uh, still shelter in place and quarantine time. So we'll take a little bit of a break from Hannibal. Uh, next week will be more of a what we've been watching. And uh, the week after that, we'll jump into season two. Yeah. So, Jeff, where can people find you? You can find me on my blog at Strange Harbors. And you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram, also at Strange Harbors. What about you guys? You can check out Letterboxd for me and Derek. What about you? Uh, you can find me at the wrong dig, dig spelled D-A-Y-I-K, and that's for Instagram and Twitter. But if you liked this show, the easiest way to support our podcast is to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any of the other popular podcast apps. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please do us a favor and give us a great star rating. It really helps to get our podcast out to more people. If you guys have any comments, questions, suggestions, anything that we missed, uh, please shoot us an email at jeff at strangeharbors.com. We love getting uh, emails, and sometimes we read them on the podcast. So um, if you guys have anything you guys want to add, just shoot us a line. We'll see you guys next week. All right, see everybody next week then. See you guys next week.